Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am fired up and energized and happy that you're here with us today. Um, please uh, listen to us um, each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you uh, happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about parental alienation, why does it happen, how to cope. We had on author Mike Jeffries and filmmaker Eric Porterfield. Um, that was a really great show. If you happen to have missed that show and you want to catch up on that one or any and all of the archives, you can do so quite easily. All you have to do is Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate, so you can catch up. So today, let's dive right into today's topic. Are you thinking about getting married? Are you not really yet planning to have children? You want to have children one day, but you don't want to have an unplanned pregnancy. Um, maybe you have a big dream that you want to finish. Don't let that be get interrupted. Let's discuss these topics and more with my guest today, author Victor Timber. And we're going to talk about his new book, Matrimony Can Wait. That's Matrimony Can Wait. By the way, um, you can find his book on Amazon. Um, it's easy to also just click on uh, my Facebook fan page. Uh, the Facebook fan page is the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Click on that link and it'll take you right there. He's got a very interesting book, um, a lot of uh, tried and true um, you know, steps that he took through the trenches and he wants to teach you guys on what not to do and how to do it better. So rather than trying to rather than making the mistake and trying to undo it at a later point in time, which might cost you tens of thousands of dollars, not to mention the anguish and the heartache that goes along with all of that. Uh, let's try to see if some of my younger listeners can avoid some of these uh, pitfalls and get these things handled ahead of time. All right. Matrimony can wait. Um, let me give a quick uh, introduction. Uh, Victor is a retired Navy lieutenant commander, having served for 20 years in the United States Navy, noted father who, just like thousands of other dads, fell victim to a malevolent ex-wife who deliberately robbed him of a relationship with his only son and robbed him of his financial freedom by exploiting the family court system long overdue for change. So let's give a, a shout-out to Victor. Welcome, Victor, to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Linda, so much for having me. I can't thank you enough for letting me be the guest on your show. Awesome. Great. Um, all right. I want to get your take on this little clip. Um, let's see what, let's hear what Frank thinks about love and marriage. And love and marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. An institute you can't disparage Ask the local gentry And they will say it's elementary All right, so let's discuss love and marriage I know that song is uh, from long ago, from the, from the 60s I think it was But uh, let's discuss that you know I, I think a lot of guys are ruled by their small brain and they want to you know get with a woman mm -hmm. and what have you and they decide to like not use their bigger brain and not think things through and whoops there you are in the middle of a marriage or oops there you are um, you've got an unplanned pregnancy and and some of the other mistakes that can occur Tell us a little bit about your story. Why did you write your book, and what place are you coming from, and what, what uh, information can we share with our listeners today? Okay, great question, Linda. Well, my book is all about seizing opportunity. It's achieving that dream that as a boy or a girl kept you up at night knowing, just knowing that's what you wanted to do in life. You couldn't sleep. It's about placing aspirations over instinct and avoiding those who would exploit the biased system like you talked about before in the intro, 
to achieve uh, their own agendas, so they don't care. So for myself, I always wanted to be, be a professional airline pilot. Kept me up at night. That was my dream. I had the plan. I had the drive to make it all happen. Just unfortunately, at the time out of high school, I didn't have the finances. So I did what a lot of other people did. I joined the Navy. Uh, did my four years, was honorably discharged, and finally I had the financial means as well as a sizable bank account to get me through four years of college and all my flight ratings. My plan was set. But during that transition time from getting out of the Navy to uh, starting school, I had about a month off, and that's when I met who I met, who I refer to in the book as Jane. And Jane was uh, essentially my deterrent from getting to where I needed to get. She uh, was seeking another agenda uh, off her current living situation. She wasn't happy with where she was at, and she was looking for someone, looking for an opportunity to get her out of where she was at right then. So uh, I was young. I was uneducated about the consequences of failed marriage. Most of all, I certainly didn't think divorce was uh, something that could be part of my future because I come from a family where divorce just never happened. My parents, my aunts and uncles never existed. So... I was just naive, but I did have to learn the hard way that when you place uh, trust in others, that's when you instantly become susceptible to the cold-blooded blindside. So that's what this book is about. It's about achieving your dreams, uh, then considering marriage. So I taught the listeners out there, even if you're in a relationship right now and you know he or she is the one, still wait. There's no reason to jump into it. There's absolutely no hurry. Uh, my adage on this is some people say you should be with someone who makes you happy. Well, from my point of view, I say you should be someone who makes you happy first. Very good points. And I want to use the analogy because you're a pilot, just like you have, um, you know, a pre-flight checklist, you know, the, mm-hmm. one of the fabulous qualities that men have is that they are linear. They are, their brains are like ones and zeros. In other words, you have to be completely focused. Something is on your pre-flight list. You want to check it, double check it, make sure that everything, Correct. you don't want to skip steps because the one step that you skip, you know, when you're 5,000 feet up in the air, it's not going to do, serve you too well. So you want to make sure that you have everything in place before you uh, turn over that engine and and head down that runway. So why do you think young men today don't use that that given ability, that inherent ability to stay focused, stay on track? Why don't they do that with women? It's kind of like you said earlier, Linda. They're thinking with their little heads, not their big heads. So that can't be understated enough. In fact, in my book, I refer to it as bees and bees or boobies and vaginas, if that's okay to say. Yeah. Uh, so that's a distractor. I think that uh, I know perhaps that got me, maybe. Uh, I was dead set, though. I know exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, and just in that one-month time frame, everything was derailed because I just thought that um, the progression of life was marriage, kids, uh, live life happily ever after. The part I skipped was it should be be who you want to be first, then marriage, then kids, if that's even part of your future. Can't say for sure for that uh, is true for everyone. But the point is just be who you want to be. That will make you happy first and then follow uh, your heart with a companion. Good advice. We're going to talk a little bit about more about that when we come back from the break. You're welcome to call us and ask questions of my guest, uh, Victor Timber. Uh, we're talking, uh, you're, you're on with the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and we're talking about matrimony can wait. Do you have plans? Do you have intentions? Do you have a dream? Let's put the cart before the horse. Let's get those things Um, solved and conquered before we introduce uh, the wife and children. So call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Catch you right back after the break.
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey, guys. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. You're on with my guest today, Victor Timber. He's the author of the new book, Matrimony Can Wait. We were talking a little bit about how how a young man can stay focused and go with his uh, dreams and aspirations and not get sidetracked with uh, children and women too early um, at that stage. So um, any tips on, on giving the guy on what he can do to to hit the refresh button to stay on track? Uh, absolutely. Um, there is one trick that I talk about in the book, and it's what I call the, uh, the Taco Bell test. So this kind of assesses a uh, woman's value on uh, the money that you're spending on, say, a sim- something as simple as a lunch. So yeah. if you go to uh, just Taco Bell, just an example I use, uh, and order someone like someone who's ordered something really on a budget. You know, maybe you get yourself a taco a water, a bean burrito, it should be something less than like $3 total. And then, uh, as tradition goes, open it up to your companion and see how she, uh, how, how she orders. Uh, see if she takes compassion in the fact that you're on a budget and are not trying to break the bank over a fast food lunch. Uh, but uh, open it up to her and see what she does. So I know in my case with Jane, uh, she went over the top with uh, the – high dollar items and all the menus so i think her portion alone was like 12 dollars. so i don't know that's just one little clue that i would might use to uh let you know the value of a, a dollar that uh, how she holds that um other things that uh you could possibly do would be just to uh listen to the advice of others listen to those people who are uh telling you and uh, look for those tricks look for those tools and just the it can't be specific to each specific woman i mean there's probably hundreds of different uh, factors or clues that i'm not even aware of so just seek the advice and know that uh, there are stepping stones to um figure out if this is the right one for you I know a man's uh, inherent instinct is to go for someone's looks, for a woman's looks, and I'm not saying Mm -hmm. for guys to not do that. Go ahead and do it. That's your biological nature to do so. But I think what Victor is trying to say is in addition to looking at her looks, let's evaluate her character. Let's evaluate how she is treating your time, money, and energy. So, you know, yes, it's great to have a nice roll in the the sack with with her, um, but if you want her more long range than that, 
let's take a look at some of these other things. Now, the, the Taco Bell test, it's only like a few dollars difference. It might not be such a glaring, obvious uh, difference to in her mind. But if you get with a higher ticket dinner, if you're ordering something between the 14 and $20 range and she's going straight for the Absolutely surf true. and turf, you know, the 50 plus range, um, you know, that could be a signal in your head that says, hmm, where is this going? Is Absolutely. Just using me. So there are little tricks like that that you can use. Sure. Well said. Another thing that I um, hear again and again and again is so many of my young men, they want to move in with the, the woman um, ahead of getting married. You know, they want to, like, you know, test the cow, I guess, before before they get married kind of thing. And I really, really advise against this. I know guys are only coming from a place of I'm saving money. You know, we both don't have to pay the cable bill. We both don't have, the, have to pay the power bill. It's just one set of expenses, one set of overhead. And when, you know, don't two people live more cheaply than one? And to that, I say no, no, and no. So if you have to solve that problem with finances, either get a cheaper apartment or get a male roommate. Having her move in because you're saving expensive is a complete no. So um, tell us a little bit about your story. You had kind of, it wasn't your, yeah. on your discretion. It was sort of on her uh, prodding you to move in. Probably she got you to move it, to do it, you know, under the same guise. But let's see how that mm -hmm. turned out for you. Yeah, so uh, great question. And that's exactly true. That's exactly what happened in my case. So my situation was having just gotten out of the Navy, I was going to move to uh, Central Texas and go to the flight school in that location. So it was about a, a couple hour drive away uh, from where her hometown was. So she saw that as an opportunity uh, to get out. So that initially excited her uh, and gave her a, a reason to kind of stay with me. So with that, over uh, time, the traditional stuff started to happen. We we're dating, the phone calls, and then uh, as it... Uh, Time drug on, she eventually dropped the uh, hints that said, hey, why don't we go ahead and just uh, move in together and uh, save these trips back and forth, save on money, just like you were saying, Linda. Those are the advantages she was trying to sell to me. And again, being young uh, and naive and not really thinking again with the right head, I made poor decision and she moved in with me. So I learned the absolute hard way that was the worst decision of my life, one of them. So... What I learned was, uh, from living from this woman was um, domestic compatibility uh, is something you can't determine by just knowing somebody, by meeting them. So you may be uh, a very clean person, she may not, or vice versa, but uh, it's one of the, um, just one of the things that you have to learn how to live with each other. So in my case, uh, when Jane came down and lived with me, she was absolutely the biggest slob in the entire world. I mean, it was absolutely horrendous. So I use some examples in my book. The uh, vacuum cleaner was a coat rack. The, uh, <laughs> the washer dryer was a, a second set of a dresser drawers. She had tamed these cats, and uh, I was not a cat person. I wasn't a pet person. However, she uh, found these cats during our dating period and decided they would be a good addition to our uh, home as well, or our apartment, one-bedroom apartment, mind you. So when you put cats in a one-bedroom apartment, they piss all over everything. And uh, the smell that comes from that, the uh, just very unsanitary environment, I went from my own little man world, perfect uh, living apartment, to now here I was with Jane, who I couldn't get rid of her, and I was living in absolute filth. So that's another disadvantage. When you move in together, you no longer have the, the ability to say, to just hang up the phone, to get in the car and drive away and go do something on your own. Now you always, no matter what, at the end of the day, you have to come back home to that woman. I don't know. I guess it must be Murphy's Law. It always seems like, you know, the, the neatest person <laughs> pairs up with the sloppiest With the dirtiest, person. absolutely. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, God, I don't know why that happens in real life, but it's it most certainly does. So um, to the guys who are listening out there, I would say, again, make, make these uh, sloppy evaluations uh, in person. Check out her car. Check out uh, her the way she dresses. Check out her apartment. See how she is conducting her life, how 
was she living? And I would say, you know, there's that old saying that says opposites attract. Well, yeah, opposites might attract for a month or two. And then after that, the very things that were opposite of your personality, now you hate the person for it because Mm -hmm. you're not on the same page. So I actually say um, birds of a feather flock together, which means you should have the the male and the female should have 80% overlap. So if you're a clean person, she's a clean person. Um, If you like to work out, she likes to work out. If you watch what you're eating, she likes to watch what she's eating. Excellent point. It should be Mm -hmm. very compatible. It should be 80% overlap. And a lot of people say to me, oh, Linda, that's going to be boring. I don't want a person just like me. Yes, you do. The remaining 20% is going to be left to odds and chance and biological differences, which are going to, that's enough of a difference to keep it still exciting. Believe me, trust me, 20% is more than enough. Try to make sure that the points of convergence are 80% compatible. Completely agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) So. All right. So tell us a little bit about the book cover. I was looking at that, and I wasn't quite sure what that meant. So explain well, that to us. There, there is kind of a hidden meaning there. And that picture you're looking at, of course, uh, I didn't want to put specifically my face on there, but that's a picture that I treasure. That was a picture with my son when he was about uh, a week old. So it's kind of hard to make it out because I did dilute the picture a little bit with the uh, animation. Yeah. However, you can probably see what you're looking at in there. So that's a picture. I have it hanging right here in my uh, house, and I look at it all the time, and it inspires me. However, it also brings heartache because of the situation that we're in now. That being is uh, he, parental alienation, all that stuff over the years. I could talk for hours about the situation that developed and how uh, Jane – basically tore him away from me but that's what that uh, picture on the front of the book is all about that's uh that was one of the happiest days of my life when i had my son and then the hardest uh two decades came after that as he was ripped away from me over time so would you say that picture is like the day he was born it's like you're holding the infant son like that yes Gotcha. That's exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotcha. I see it now. <laughs> it's like a Rorschach test there, but uh, oh, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I thought I'd ask you about it, but I'm glad. I'm but it glad. was a, yeah, it was a personal touch. But I didn't want to just again throw my picture right on a, a book cover with uh, no. Gotcha. Washing out. Yeah, and I really like your advice about asking older men, asking uh, someone to be a male mentor to you, ask, asking other men that have been in the trenches as you have, mm-hmm. because when you're new and young and fresh, you're not thinking about divorce. And in fact, no. when you do sign up with the marriage license, they don't give you this handbook of what to expect in family law court. They don't give you the, you know, this handbook on, you know, here's the eight areas of divorce corp. I mean, it's right. like there's so much that is not disclosed to you. And it's it's just so unfortunate that most men have to go through all of that sight unseen. And you're completely walking on landmines <laughs> every no single kidding. day from the day mm-hmm. that you file till the day that it's over with. So Correct. it's just, you know, ask other people and do the research, go online, find out um, what some of these uh, factors are. In fact, one of the chapters in my book, uh, Mastering Women, which you can find on Amazon, either in paperback or an ebook, is here are the eight areas of divorce corp. So um, d- divorce court, I should say. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. what I would like a young man to do before he proposes is to look at those eight areas. And, you know, am I a dr- deal killer? Yeah, maybe I am. But so what? I want you guys to be realistic. So I want you to discuss those eight areas with your intended woman before you pop the question. And you know what? If you can't get past step three, if you can't get past, you know, one of the steps of those, uh, you know, how you would both handle this situation if it came up, then maybe you shouldn't pop the question. It's that serious. Because if you're, if you're not on the same page, there's going to be lots of grief and lots of strife later on. So you want to be as well prepared as you can going into those situations situations 
Absolutely. Great point. And another important statistic to know about is how often does divorce happen, especially with the, uh, the youth? If, you're, if you look at any website and do some uh, just simple research, you'll find that uh, 50% is the going rate for younger, in the 20s, uh, high teens, uh, 18, 19-year-old getting married. You will find that 50% is the divorce rate. So that's equal to the flip of a coin. And is that really worth throwing your future away for or risking your future of what you want to do in life? Oh, you know what? Another, we hear that statistic all the time, but you know what? Like a secret tip is if the guy waits until after the age of 25 to get married, guess what? Your odds of a successful marriage go up to 80%. Correct. 80%. Mm-hmm. So, and that brings us back to the point that you want to hit home. Get your education done first. Get your aspirations done first. Get that dream out of the way first. Find out who is Victor. What, mm-hmm. you know, have I Absolutely. accomplished my dream? Am I close to my dream? You know, maybe you're 80% of the way there. That's good. Those are all good things to, to have. In fact, if you can completely accomplish it, that's even better because guess what? Now your mind is clear to accept new people in your, in your life, new people in your, fa- you know, for your family life mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And you are more focused and can divert your energy to that endeavor as well. And you'll be making sound decisions rather than coming from a place of being overwhelmed that you don't even know which way is up. You know, you can't even catch your breath because you're just coming from a place of being overwhelmed. So, yeah, if you wait till age 25, your odds of uh, a successful marriage go up to 80 percent. Excellent point. And I want to add there, too, even if you're part of that 20 percent that does get divorced, mm-hmm. if you got education, if you found uh, what you want to do in life and you conquered that dream, even if you get that divorce, you're there. You've uh, at least accomplished that. If you do it the other way around, that may keep you from ever achieving the dreams that you wanted to do. Very good point. If you have just joined us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest today, Victor Timber. We're talking about his book, Matrimony Can Wait. When we come uh, back from the uh, when we come back from the break, let's talk about the uselessness of the divorce decree. So call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922 You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. 
Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Do call us on today's topic, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We're on with my guest, Victor Timber. We're talking about his new book, Matrimony Can Wait. So uh, before we get into that topic, um, Show your love to the show and listen, call in, like my fan page. The fan page is the Men's Advocate Show on Facebook. Uh, follow me on SoundCloud and tune in the TuneIn app, which are um, apps that you can use to listen on demand after the show. Comment, share, tell a friend, buy my book on Amazon. There are tons of ways that you can help support the show, and every little bit counts. I do have a, a shout-out for Ernie, who's listening in South El Monte. If you want a shout-out, uh, please go to my Facebook fan page and private message me or um, put something on my wall, and I will see that, and you can get a shout-out, too. All right, so let's hear a little bit more about uh, what Frank has to say. Try, try, try to separate them. It's an illusion. Try, 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 and you will only come to this conclusion, love and marriage. All right, Victor, we were talking right before the break. Um, is the divorce decree an illusion? Why did you find that to be useless? Absolutely. So I will say, <laughs> That was a good segue. I didn't even plan that, but okay. That was perfect. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so a divorce decree, I'd say, is without a doubt the most important, yet at the same time worthless document uh, resulting from a terminated marriage. So to make that more clear, so a divorce decree is extremely important for the custodial parent and near worthless for the non-custodial parent. That is, unless you take the extra steps to avoid the total catastrophe. Okay. So what the divorce decree spells out is uh, all the aspects of life after marriage, as we all know, to include child support, alimony, custody, uh, religion, education, and assets, just to name a few things. Mm -hmm. uh, so this document lays the foundation for the road ahead where the slightest uh, error in verbiage uh, can result in a calamity of hardship. So you got to be careful. So to the custodial parent, the divorce decree, I'll use the metaphor, it's a winning lottery ticket, uh, just to say, make it simple. And she's going to be licking her chops to cash in the prize. So make no argument unless she's some kind of criminal or uh, represents something of an equal social stature. Uh, she's going to win the heart of the judge because that's just the way our system is uh, designed uh, based on our bias system, in my opinion, in my experiences. So as I've learned with my divorce experience, the areas of monetary, material, and personal gain for the custodial parents, such as oh, assigning custody, alimony, child support, are the only binding words in the decree which are applicable to the non-custodial parent. And that can be summed up in just a couple paragraphs, so it's real quick. However, divorce decrees are about six pages long. Uh, um, where the remaining five pages I found to be pretty much just fluff regarding share decisions, educational concerns, religion, permissions, travel, etc. So all these are just uh, words without consonant, just really a mere guide of shoulds for the custodial parent. So I put in there again, just another uh, a divorce decree is free money without reproach, or AKA it's a winning lottery ticket for the custodial parent. Same. So with that... Uh, uh, you know, I've learned that individually battling the family court system is impossible uh, for the non-custodial par parent. It's very costly. I've spent over $15,000 trying to get uh, very egregious action uh, violations of the divorce, divorce decree fixed. 
all to be just countered with the judge with, hey, don't do that again. You should abide by the divorce decree. So it just uh, it, it destroys me. So anyways, um, the overwhelming message is men are depotched and we'll do anything we can to get out of paying our child support alimony to our significant others. So perhaps I could word a little bit better than that, but in today's world, that is the bias of alimony and child support. Women are the victims and should be given a helping hand to assist fighting the malevolent men who burdened them with raising a child to left, <clears throat> who left them uh, helpless without any income or something like that, right? Right. So, so when, you were undergoing, when you were undergoing your divorce during that mm-hmm. process, did the judge say, okay, you need to make a visit to the um, child custody department? No, well, being in the Navy, uh, we had a verbal agreement, and this is another takeaway from readers. Get everything in writing and don't uh, count on – I'm sorry, listeners, I said readers. Uh, don't count on uh, you guys staying friends. There's the old adage uh, – oh. there's the old adage about uh, friends and uh, trying to stay friends after divorce in the best interest of kids. However, there's another saying is never mix friends with money which is exactly what the uh, custodial parent is going to get from this divorce. So you have to be very careful there because uh, she's going to uh, not honor any kind of verbal agreement. So if you're trying to go that route, which we did, and say, hey, we're going to keep everything 50-50, we're going to slow everything down the middle, we'll make sure we get to see each other. Well, once that was final in our divorce decree where uh, she was the custodial parent and I was the non-custodial, then that set the foundation for a decade and a half of parental alienation. Got it. When I was going through my divorce, I specifically asked for an appointment with the child custody department. In mm-hmm. other words, I didn't want to leave it to chance that whatever the judge's order Smart. was going to be, this mm-hmm. is what the custodial plan is. You know? No, I didn't know if it was going to be 50-50 or 80-20 or sure. whatever else, you know, my judge dreamed up, which wasn't in the interest of the parents or in the interest of my particular child. So I asked for that appointment. And mm-hmm. luckily, before I went to that appointment, I went prepared. I asked other divorced parents, what did you do? What does your child, you know, child custody agreement look like? Um, this one said, you know, we're alternating every other holiday. This one said we're alternating every other their birthday. Here's what to do in the event of this. Here's what to do in the event of that. Go ahead and throw down in there if you have religious beliefs that, you know, here's how we're handling that. If there's a change of school, here's how we're handling that. If we are taking the child out of school, um, you know, to go on a vacation or some other function or what, like all that should be spelled out. Get as detailed as you can, not to say that he or she isn't going to break those rules later, but the more mm-hmm. you have in writing, the more it's official, the more it's signed off by the court. Luckily, in my case, for the whole duration of the custody, my ex did abide by those rules. And I'm so happy that I asked for that appointment and got the official court uh, department to, you know, legitimize it, put it down on paper and give all parties, you know, the judge, myself and my ex, copies of discussed so um yeah don't leave anything to chance <laughs> yeah very very smart uh, what you did and i couldn't agree more with what you're saying uh, in my case it was the completely opposite so we had this verbal agreement i didn't do it the smart way and what happened in my case is uh my wife the reason for our ex-wife uh the reason for our divorce is when she she had an affair with another uh military officer common tale in uh, the navy happens way too often but since she had the verbiage in the decree, what she chose to do was separate us by an ocean. So she would move away uh, across the ocean, and that's been our case for the last 10 years. So I was able to go to the courts and get shared holidays and all that type stuff resolved. However, uh, now I'm flying my son back at the cost of uh, $2,000 airline tickets every time I want to see him. So it just adds a very, very big expense, which money's not the real issue. You want to see your son, but there's better ways to go about it. And just like you were saying, Linda, be as detailed as possible to prevent those things from happening. Absolutely. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Write down this number. Call us right after the break, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 
is 951-922-3532. After the break, let's uh, review child, the child support equation and its flaws. So we'll see you right back after the break. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archive shows at your convenience. The premium tune-in also allows you to record and listen at a later date. Just Google TuneIn Linda Gross. That's Google TuneIn Linda Gross. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. KMET 1490 AM, where Linda Gross has your back. The Men's Advocate Show. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We're on with my guest today. He's the author of Matrimony Can Wait. My guest is Victor Timber. And let's dive into the question about, um, tell us a little bit about your experience with regard to uh, the child support equation and its flaws. What did you experience? Okay, well, this one was, uh, I spent a little more time on this chapter in the book because I thought I was doing something wrong with the uh, entries I was making. But it turned out I wasn't doing anything wrong. The uh, numbers I was getting were completely accurate on that end, but it uh, is a head-scratcher with what the results are. So first, uh, I, I plugged the numbers in, and uh, these are the results I came up with. So essentially, it breaks down to this. For every additional, let's say uh, I got a $100,000 pay raise um, on my end. So that would equate to me paying an extra $10,000 a month extra in child support. Okay? Okay. So for every $100,000, my child support goes up by $10,000. Now, flip-flop that, and let's say uh, my ex, all of a sudden she made an extra $100,000. All my child support would do would go down by $10. That's it. So $100,000 for my uh, – or $10,000 for my $100,000, $10 for her $100,000. And then it's pretty much that all the way up the scale. So even if she uh, struck gold or struck oil and started making a million dollars a month, uh, my child support would probably go down about 40 bucks. Whereas so it's not I, equitable in both directions. Is that what you're it saying? It is absolutely not. It's one-sided, and uh, the custodial parent definitely gets the advantage on that one. Hmm. So – so it's hard. And there's not only that, there's a, another aspect to it as well, and that's uh, regarding imputed income into the equation. So Hawaii was my state where we uh, filed for divorce, so we went by the uh, Hawaii Child Support Guidelines. And in there, it does say uh, if all the children uh, are over the age of three and the parent that receives support is mentally and physically able to work and remains at home and does not work, then 30 hours or less weekly earnings at the minimum wage uh, will be imputed by the, uh, for the custodial parent. So what I found is uh, my discovery after going to court and the judge uh, went ahead and put imputed income just to make me happy 
is that when you impute income of minimum wage at 30 hours a week into the Hawaii child support calculator, it does absolutely nothing to the equation. So I did some uh, punches or uh, uh, some number crunching in the Excel worksheet that they provide. Everything I put in there, the result was $0 change. So it just seemed completely biased. So they have the verbiage that is helping you out, but it's absolutely doing nothing. Yeah, I know in some states um, they have a, uh, a trailing wife income uh, clause. So that means if the ex-husband now remarries, the joint income of the new wife and the ex-husband now go into the formula with how to calculate the child support amount. Whereas if the ex-wife marries, it doesn't affect it at all. Wow, I did not know about that for the non-custodian. Yeah. That would be absolutely crippling. Cause that yeah, would... like if you're making 100 and your new wife makes 50, so now instead of just evaluating the 100, which is your per portion and your responsibility, they're throwing in $150,000 uh, into the computer and spitting out the equivalent number for that for the, to calculate the child support. Absolutely, and that is absolutely crippling to uh... – just if you're single, for one, but also if you're remarried, you're trying to provide for your own family, you got teenagers wanting to do all these extracurricular things, it's, uh, it's very difficult to make ends meet. In fact, the numbers sometimes just don't work where you don't have enough left in the bank to send all these checks out. Yeah, it's totally not fair. I mean, w one of the things that I want to do is to pursue this further with our legislatures, per per uh, pursue uh, family law issues and the discrepancies and the biases and the unbalanced ways that the courts are handling things. Given your experience, is there anything, uh, experience that you can um, you know, impair, you, you know, uh, give to me and part with me that when I do speak to the legislatures, we have some, you know, meat on the bone, something to give them. Absolutely. I would just say uh, these numbers speak for themselves. So if you go into the uh, legislation with these hard fact numbers and kind of present that, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, also, other examples, like you were just saying with the non-custodial parent, including the um, the spouse's income, but not including the uh, spouse's income for the custodial parent. That's right. crazy. Uh, who's benefiting from this? The kid? Are we just trying to rob the uh, non-custodial parent and make his life miserable, and uh, just pad the life for the non-custodial? Or I'm sorry, the custodial parent. It doesn't make any sense that you shouldn't apply the same to both. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, everybody, um, just to give you a, an update on what's happening with next week's show, we're going to be talking about guns, the myths and realities of gun possession with my guest, my recurring guest, I should say, guest Rob Adams of the Sacramento Black Rifle Association. That's uh, going to be next week on August 3rd. So we'll see you uh, on that show August 3rd. R mark your calendars, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's get back to our topic, and uh, we're go going to talk about, um, what are we talking about next? Some of the red flags that you learned along the process that would help help our listeners and that they would benefit by, by hearing from you. Any other points that we haven't covered? I think just the red flags are listening to, uh, we talked about earlier, the mentors. Uh, taking note of those who have gone through the same experiences or the uh, experiences of divorce just it's, it's so hard to drive that point home because when you're young, I get the uh, the mental process. You you think you're invincible. You think that I found the one that's going to be with me for life. It may feel that way. However, things change. Just look at the statistics again and remember that 50% for that younger age of marriage. The timeline, just like you were saying, Linda, at 80% and above, that's, that falls right on the timeline. Get your education, get your career established, and then pursue that family if you want to. And I also have a chapter in my book with regard to this statistic too. Our brains are not fully developed until age 25. That's just how it works. So if you think you're going to get married at 18, 19 or have a kid, you know, early on like that, 
you are not working with a full deck, so to speak. Uh, one of the reasons why, um, you know, military does get you at age 19 and so forth is because at that age, a young man's brain is very gullible. It's, you know, you're, you're less lo- sure. likely to talk back. You're, you're more likely to follow orders. You're more malleable, and that's what they want. That's how they want you. They want to shape and mold you, which I, I guess is good because you can only have uh, one commanding officer. You can't be listening to four different things. You can only have one direction. But use this in your personal life that your brain is not fully formed. It's not fully mature until age 25. That's why the, the marriage uh, success statistic goes up so much. The other uh, entity that also uses this age 25 number is the uh, auto insurance industry. Um, if you get car insurance as a young male, the highest rates are between the ages of 16 and and 21. Those are the highest rates. You get a little bit of a break after you hit 21. So from 21 to 25, your rates don't like settle down and get to an even keel until age 25. Again, and it's because they think that you've got this heavy object, you've got this, you know, one ton uh, pound of steel and you're going to be out of control and you might be driving too fast, you might be drinking, whatever. You're just not using your full mature rational mind. So until you reach the age of 25, they're not going to give you um, the leveled out in insurance. They're, they're going to charge you um, quite a bit more during those ages. So that 25 Excellent. is, a, if you re- take nothing away from this show, just wait till you're 25. Get get all your business handled um, before 25 as much as you can. Um, get your career goals, get your apartment going, you know, whatever it yep. is you want to do. Get all of that stuff and live on your own for Pete's sake for a couple of Absolutely. years. Absolutely. You don't need to yeah. be bringing her you don't need to be bringing her in, you know, right off the bat. Um, learn how to be independent. Learn how to live away from your parents. You know, that's that's a big lesson in and of itself. Absolutely. You learn so much from that experience. Uh, just jumping right in and moving in with someone else, you're going to regret that later. You're never going to have that time where you, uh, what's the uh, adage, not really in a just looking for a woman type way, but just soaring your own, just uh, living independently. If you go straight from one household where you're living with people to another situation where that's going on, you're never going to understand that and you're always going to wonder what if. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a quote from your book that I like that I wanted to have you expand on. We have about a minute left. You were saying all we really want for our own lives and for that of our children is uninterrupted prosperity. Tell us a little bit about that. Why did you write that line? Absolutely. And that just goes to the whole theme of the book is uh, make sure you put your dreams first. Make sure that you don't have that disruption like I explained in my book and in this uh, interview that we're doing right now. Uh, Don't have that uh, disruption. Just make sure you have that streamlined flow, have a plan, accomplish that plan, accomplish that dream, and don't let someone come into your life and take that away. Now, you asked earlier about the the signs that you want to look for. Look for that that girl that you you might meet that is over-eager to jump into that relationship. Watch out for those. There's no reason to hurry. In the end, the big thing in the book is just wait. Absolutely. Great advice to all. Um, Yeah, the uninterrupted prosperity. I love that line because, um, you know, going through a contested divorce and going through a a hostile uh, child custody issue is not any fun at all. And that's definitely going to interrupt your prosperity. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being on the show, Victor. Thank you, Linda. Next week, same time, same place, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 from the Men's Advocate Show.